Hey, it's Brian, and welcome to TPN The Walk On. Today's episode, we recap NFL Week 12 while we dive deep into Week 13. Comedian Donnie Singstack stops by to talk Ravens vs. Steelers. And now, from the Bet Bunker in Brooklyn, here is your host, Joel Wolkowski. I am six foot three, Joel Wolkowski, coming to you from my new kitchen. And of course, this would not be possible without. The man over there in South Brooklyn, not doing any of the tech this week, but he is a Trekkie, Brian Allen Mitchell. Hello. I, I can't believe you're doing the the tech work, and I'm, I'm just hanging out, having fun, yeah, drinking you, pina coladas. Virgin. Virgin pina coladas? Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, I saw a 24-ounce tall boy, but I'm not going to say anything. Oh, Everyone unwinds their yeah, own way. It. But it's, it's o- just water. It's okay. Fast and loose, we're back at that Fast lockdown and life, and I've been locked in. Winning bets, making money, hitting parlays all day. But it is oh, good yeah. to be back here on the Props Network. I probably have my favorite professional gambler of the year. Shout to Joff Stevens for that one. Big up, Joff. Yeah, Black Sunday sale. You put me as a bad salesman all day. All day, yeah. We love it. And you know what? It's been kind of trying these past few days, you know? What are you talking about, Joe? Well, let, let, let's go through the good news. Let's, let's go back. Let's go to Thursday morning. A certain payout on a certain election finally came through. Oh my God, you got it? I got the Biden bucks. Wow. And you know, it was so controversial, they forgave yeah. all the Trump bets. What do you, so I don't understand that. Like, why would you do that? Biden yeah. won. Trump was a note. You got, you got a free play put into your account. It's sweet. Yeah. So they cried so much about the election fraud that both sides walked away winners. Oh my God, that's so funny. And if, that's not even fair. Like, if you voted for Trump, like, you should lose all your money. Yeah, I mean, that's simple. Yeah, and it, it, you should, you know, I'm, I'll be apolitical on this show. You can see that I can agree with you on any of my podcast feeds or social uh, media. I just saw we, we lost two viewers when you said that. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Come back. We'll that. be mean to minorities. I did, I did. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Yeah, it's oh, we lost another one when I said, "Oh man, you can't please them all. Uh, you can't <laughs> please anyone." It seems like, but that's okay. I had one of the most up and down experiences of my gambling life, of my sports fan life, Brian. What's that? Because you know me. What do, what do I want? What did I want more than anything in the world? What did I long for? Dream for? Pray for? Oh, oh, P- Patricia's uh, head head on a platter or something like that. Absolutely, something, something I like that. I want him at Patricia fired. I I didn't like him from day one. I knew he'd be a bad hire, and you know what? I found out the news at, as I was going to my first Zoom funeral. I'm waiting to enter the room. It's loading up, and I just get a congrats text. I get another congrats text. Boom, boom, boom. Buzz, buzz, buzz. And my phone is vibrating like it's one of my girlfriend's <laughs> devices, and I, I just can't. It's, I've been waiting for this so long, wow. and I was so happy about it. So I had to just put on a straight face for the Zoom funeral, and like I was there to support some friends. I was there to listen and take part in some decent anecdotes, 
But yeah. although it was a very sad affair, I was beaming on the inside because Matt Patricia had been vanquished by the powerful Deshaun Watson. Love that guy. I donated the winnings of my bets this Sunday to Deshaun's charity. I was so grateful. Oh my God. I, I, I've, the, what, a, what a whirlwind to uh, be sad at a funeral, but also happy on the inside. Yeah. And you know what? I, at the funeral, I think it could have been my funeral because all they talked about was how much this dude loved Prince and Joel. loved his favorite football team. Joel. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. Oh, boy. Okay. That's you. Wow. This is, this is what a weekend, sir. That, that is, uh, hats off. Hats off to you. Well, this is crazy because it, it was on Saturday and I was like, you know what? He's a big Vikings fan. And I put in a relatively large bet on the Vikings money line in Deshaun's honor. And? Well, did you see that game? Yeah. They should have lost so many times. They lost it on the muff punt. They lost it on the field goal. And then they miraculously got ahead. You know, Kirk Cousins, he found Chad Beebe in the end zone, vindicating him for the previous muffed punt. But they left too much time on the clock. They got they got the ball. They got to the fifty. They got to the forty, and they set up the either the first or second best kicker in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't want to be too hyperbolic. I have Zane Gonzalez and Joey Sly. They're at the top of my list. Uh-huh. And Joey, he kicks from fifty-four. I've seen him make this kick from outdoors many times, and yeah. it's straight online. And then old Deshaun comes down from heaven. He <laughs> blows it off course. The kick misses, the Vikings win, I win my bet, and you know what? I told, I told the family I'm a Greer for the year, and it is great to be a Greer. Thank you, Deshaun, for coming down from heaven. My, it was mystical. I couldn't believe it. What? This, this sounds like a fever dream. I, I just, it just sounds like just a, a miracle on, on, on 34th Street, really, I'm, for you. I mean, I there there's some there was definitely some mysticism there because the Vikings winning any game without Dalvin Cook, you know, there's going to be divine intervention there. Yeah. Wow. Joel, hat, hats off. Hats off for for a <laughs> an interesting weekend. <laughs> well, I mean, I told you I've got a gambling story you're going to enjoy, and that's about as wholesome as it oh gets, my right? Goodness. Yeah. Wholesome? Is that the word we're using for that? <laughs> why, why, why is it bad? I, you, someone helped the Vikings win from heaven so I could win $60. <laughs> it was the money line, so I would have lost a lot, but you know. Well, well, the angel came down and took care of you, but wow. Well, wow. I, I think he just cared about the Vikings. He didn't care for about sure. me. He didn't care about my wager, but he, you know, they did the entire thing with a, a Vikings backdrop. It looked like a press conference for Whoa. the Vikings at the funeral. Oh and, you know, just given that if I was emotionally affected, yeah. so I, I felt no choice but to throw down. It was my way of honoring him. Like if you, if I, I can't, I don't even want to say it, but if you were to depart, I'd be betting on the Browns for a long time. Thank you, sir. I love that. Because I will come down, I'll come down from heaven and watch a game or two. Well, all the games. And yeah, I'm, make, I'm, miss, I'm missing making people miss a lot of field goals. So that's, that's fine. Yeah, and that, that, that's, the, that's the deal for divine intervention. Like angels in the outfield, they went too far. Making outfielders mess up, making yeah. pitches, hit bats. That's the right kind of divine intervention. 
You just you blow a That's kick. That's it. That's what you want, baby. Side lines up. It's snapped. The hold is good. He, he, he kicks. Hits it up. And... <sighs> da, da. <laughs> so it, it was it was a nice it was a nice win. I I, I literally, you know, I, I felt him with me there. And thank you to him. Thank you to the Vikings. And you know what? If huh. you maybe I had a gambling event that made me believe in God. There were plenty of sports events this weekend that kind of show that there is no God. <laughs> and I'm talking about Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. And something seemed real fishy with this. What do you mean? I mean, first, they shouldn't be fighting at all. And I don't know what type of uh, boxing uh, angel should have came down and said, like, we're not playing. We're not going to fight. Okay. We're going to have a good dinner in the boxing ring. And that's it. And something looked very fishy with that line. Roy Jones being a prohibitive underdog when he'd been active more recently, when he's Mm. someone who was renowned more for his footwork to than his raw power like Tyson. Yeah. And I didn't watch the fight. I was um, driving around r- looking at Christmas lights with my lovely fiance. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I had a real Brian weekend. and um, <laughs> But, you know, nobody won that fight. Like, the, because it was a draw and a sketchy draw at that, any bet you place down, it stays in the casino. That's so much bullshit, man. You know that this was going to happen from the jump. No one is knocking it, an old man out. You know, everyone's just going to stay and we're going to have a good time. And they fleeced everybody. They fleeced everybody. I wonder if that's how they pitched the idea to the WBC. It's like, <clears throat> hey, I know you guys can't sanction this fight, but yeah. what if we use this to buy a beach house? You like that? Hmm? Everyone wins. Everybody wins, my friend, because nobody wins in that fight. And I didn't see any odds on uh, the Nate Robinson, Jake Paul thing. Um, can I just say that I think Nate Robinson is being unfairly maligned? What do you mean? I mean, yeah, Nate Robinson got knocked out by a YouTuber, a podcaster, a celebrity, whatever. Yeah. I mean, sure, let's throw the resumes out. And one guy has an eight inch reach advantage on the other guy. There's no shame in that, Nate. There, hey, Nate, he try, I mean, hey, <laughs> Nate has always been someone that's been having, it's like, oh, he's too small for the NBA, yeah, you know, and he had that, you know, I can do it. Yeah, it I mean, it's just, yes, he did. The memes are terrible. The like, memes so, are terrible. The, the that's memes so- are so bad. I saw one with Simba, like Simba after... <laughs> Just like, and Nate, are you okay? Nate, did you wake up? Nate, it was just so bad. And like, leave Nate Robinson alone. He can duck on you, so shut up. Yeah, and even Steph Curry's getting into the mix, clowning on poor Nate. And if, oh, it, that, if, that I'm done with Steph Curry now. How dare you? <laughs> well, you were always, you were never a Steph Curry fan. Don't act like you that, were. And that is correct. And now I am out. Sorry. Stefan Curry, you're not my friend. Uh, uh, Shark Tank, I'm out. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I understand that that thinking. He's a little got a little bit too, too much attitude for the old bry guy. No, I don't like it. Don't take your take your Drake type of personality and 
shove it up, serve it up your poop or you, Steph you, on. You think Steph has a Drake personality? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's Drake. Yeah, you see, as a black man, I've seen the light-skinned uh, black guys try to uh, think they're Steph Curry or Drake. So together, Steph thinks he's super Drake, and that's upsetting. Yeah, I mean, I, I would go with the Clay-Drake comparison because we're going to have a lot of memories made of Clay in a wheelchair, similar to Drake, <laughs> but that's no, okay. No. Steph could be the way you go there. No! That was a Degrassi reference for anyone who wasn't watching a lot of teenage television in the 90s and early 2000s, my friends. Drake had a great run, probably his best run in my book. Oh my but I'm a big Sean guy. What can I say? Anyhow, so before I digress from the Matt Patricia thing, because I'm so excited. You're and, too excited. And there are odds about the next Lions coach. Will you click on that link for me? Uh, yeah. So we have next Lions coach, the head, the the heavy hitters, the favorites, Robert Salah, who is from my same hometown of Dearborn, Michigan. He is a Muslim from East Dearborn, which, you know, I grew up in East Dearborn. I know what his hiring would mean to the community. I hate it. Like you hate it. It's a great story. It's a wonderful like thing for the community and I can just imagine how galvanized they'll be around it, but just looking at what the 49ers do on their defensive scheme, I have no yeah. reason to expect him to be a good head coach. There's so much talent well, in San Francisco, specifically on their defensive line and they just rush four. And if you have, if you got a Bosa and you're rushing four, that's all you really need, right? The scheme, the schemes in San Francisco are very vanilla because they're so talented. Yeah, I don't like. When I heard people like, "Oh, we're going Soleil," I'm like, "Why? Why do you need this?" Well, I do think the Lions are at a point where they need to do something to reach out to the fans. I think people. Like, it, what's crazy with the Patricia hiring is how angry people were at him. I've never seen ex-players be so pissed, so happy when a guy lo lost his job. We had people around the league coming out with their anecdotes, and this is on the trail of a great Bleacher Report article that we've talked about here previously about Patricia's behaviors. And, like, stuff from Sean Robinson saying that Patricia was going to ruin his career. Travis Fulgham getting getting cut and then making the Pro Bowl less than a year later in Philadelphia, probably. And then Darius Slay is probably like 25 to 30 guys came out and they were joyous at this firing. And, and that's, that's totally true. My question is, why do you want a, um, why do you want a head coach that's probably going to be in that same vein as Patricia? This defensive Court, like defensive coordinator, you know, and he's and he when he's on the 49ers uh sideline, he's doing push-ups and 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 just doing squats. Like that's not what you want. You need to change those culture here so that it doesn't seem like it's a military zone. And that's why the person who I like for the job, the person who really speaks to me about a great potential hire, and this this harkens back to our wild Wednesday with mm. Eli Saris. We did great this week. We went yeah. five and one, and Eli changed his pick. He, he he told me we spent Thanksgiving together, and he told me, "Hey, I, I like Iowa State over Texas, mm -hmm. and Iowa State is for real." Yeah, I I, I was advocating for Iowa State, if I recall correctly. And you're so, you're so right. To see it, boom. 
And that guy, Matt Campbell, after the game, he, he gave this quote, and this is what I want out of a head co- coach. In a nutshell, he's like, you know, Texas, they have a great program, but at Iowa State, we have a great culture. And that's it. That shows you right there. That's someone that understands that your players have to buy in. So sorry. You yeah, know? and culture goes everywhere. And like we, we try and cultivate that at the Props Network. We're getting shut down. We're not. We're not just firing up a laptop. We're not just logging into Zoom. We're no, giving Zoom. you the same old show because we care, and we've been put in a position where we know it's important to care. So yes. I want Matt Campbell to do that for the Detroit Lions. He's a twelve to one underdog. Whoa! And I'm falling in love. My goodness. So you're. So you want a college head coach to come in and switch it up. I mean, Hey, that's, that's a bold, you know, if you look at uh, the Panthers, you know, the people are like, Hmm, all right, well, that's, it's kind of working out. They're not the best and they're still being competitive. It, it, it's, it's exactly the same as the Panthers hiring. I've really liked all the decisions from a big picture since the Panthers have made this year. Yeah. And you know what? I don't want a college coach. I want this college coach, if that makes sense. Like Lincoln yeah, Riley. Lincoln Riley, I could see him succeeding if he gets the right talent at the quarterback position, if he has mm. the right left tackle there already. Looking mm. at new you, New York Jets. And but for a team where it's just like the attitude is the thing that's off, I think Matt Campbell is the guy I want for that job. Maybe I could be talked into art. There's there are a lot of good guys on this list, but the top of this list is terrifying. <laughs> like, if you look at the favorites for the Lions coaching job, uh, Robert Sala, no. Eric Bieniemy, he's got to go to the Chargers. Like, please. Yeah, yeah put yeah. that in. Like, that's the best job available. He's the yeah. best candidate available. It's a perfect marriage. Lincoln Riley, I don't know. And then we have Jim Harbaugh, no. <laughs> Kellen, no. Mo- Kellen no, Moore, right. no. Daryl Bevel, nah. But Byron <laughs> Leftwich, hell no. Although... I will say I had a lot of fun in college. Every week I would edit Byron Leftwich's Wikipedia to say he was the first quarterback to wear loafers on the field. Leave him alone. You leave the pride of Marshall alone. You, right? you don't think that's a believable bit? Like you can imagine, like that's a good bit because you can imagine Byron Leftwich suiting up, lining up behind center, Rich sport, sporting a pair of Cole Hans. <laughs> Oh yeah, I could I could see the rep being like, "Hey, your 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 zipper's down." Then, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Yeah, I get it, and it, it you know what? That's who I want. And um, we've got a really fun episode. We'll get through it, but before we do that, I just want to say that BetMGM Sportsbook is live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana. New Jersey, West Virginia, Tennessee, and coming soon to Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Michigan. Go Blue. BetMGM Sportsbook is the outstanding online sports betting experience you would expect from the MGM Resorts brand. They have a beautiful site and beautiful mobile app and the best live dealer casino action, which even pre-COVID times, if you go to a casino in New York, you don't even get live dealer casino action. You get screwy video boards and they have great odds in every sport and a ton, and I mean a ton, of amazing weekly promos 
like the Money Monday Club that pays every BetMGM player a free $10 bet every Monday. Plus, for a limited time, BetMGM has a special signing bonus for our listeners. All you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM and use code WALKON20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right, just enter code WALKON20 and up to a $500 bonus bankroll is yours at BetMGM. Cue it up, cue it up. Are we ready? Must be 21 year old to bet online. Do you or somebody you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. That was good. That was oh, intense. that was really great. So I don't know if he's on the on the line. Yes, he is. So we've got a good friend here. He's getting a, a, a master's of data science at Vanderbilt. Before that, and I mean, he even still is. He's one of the best stand-ups in the freaking country. This guy, he's he's better than me. Will you admit that, Brian? Uh, yes. Great, great stand-up. <laughs> great guy. And I think we're going to have a little argument here because there is a COVID bowl tomorrow. COVID Bowl. The Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers were supposed to be the feather in the cap of the American Thanksgiving this year. It was disrupted. It was delayed. And then it was delayed again. So what, what was going to be played Tuesday is now being played Wednesday. And here to talk me out of a bet on the Ravens is our good friend Don Sengstack. Dave. Welcome. Hello, Joel. How we doing? We're doing good. We're in the kitchen. Chef Joel firing on all cylinders. We got all sorts of chaos here. You? Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of chaos everywhere. I've uh, been very excited to watch my Ravens lose to uh, COVID and the Steelers <laughs> at some point. And here's the deal. I know you've been like very down on the Ravens this season, and mm -hmm. I keep trying to talk you out of it, you know? There's at this point, I don't know how it could get worse. So I guess it's going to go up from here. But uh, we currently have 32 players from the opening day roster who will not be available in this game. Oh my goodness. 32? Yeah. And a uh, follow up question Is that a lot? <laughs> that is more than enough. And uh, one of them is the reigning MVP, it's Matt Stafford. <laughs> not no no no, no. I know last season. Oh okay yeah, Stafford, right? Everyone knew those three wins. He they won yeah. three times with them. They lost ten times without him. That's the most valuable valuables right in there. So Steve, sure. Stafford got my vote last year, and yes, I do have a vote, and he's gotten it every single year. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. good, Joel. Yeah, but oh man, I didn't know it was thirty-two. I I saw a headline that they want to do they want to do a wildcat strike. Why is it called wildcat? when it's that's what you want to do on offense that that's not a good strike name for that that's so good it could i think it could work we'll see here's the thing too is there is precedent for this game and this ravens lineup that they're going to try out on offense week 17 of last year the ravens had locked up the number one seed and played pittsburgh and they rested all of their starters so who was the starting quarterback in that game RG3. Yeah. RG3. Who was the starting running back in that game? Gus Edwards. It's going to be Gus Edwards on Tuesday. Who's the backup? Justice Hill. Going to be Justice Hill on Tuesday. And, and guess what the Ravens did to Pittsburgh in week 17 last year? Pooped on them. 28 to 10, Baltimore. <laughs> 28 to 10. And here's what I'm saying I'm saying this line might be crazy. It was at 10 before it got taken down and rescheduled again. And now, in light of the shellacking that the Broncos experienced at the hands of the saints. 
And I think mm-hmm. we could see this. If this line's over 14, I don't really see a reason not to back Baltimore because don't get me wrong. If Willie Sneed's out with COVID, mm-hmm. I think that wide receiver group improves. Here's he, he, here's the other thing too. It's mostly on offense. As far as starters go, the COVID injuries are on offense. And the splits from that game last year that the Ravens won 28 to 10 when RG3 was the starting quarterback, guess how many yards he threw? 63. <laughs> he, he threw 98. Okay, so under 100, <laughs> not a lot of throwing. And the, you know they're going to be bleeding clock. I know their mm-hmm. offensive line isn't to the status. Like, that's the real problem. Like, yeah. honestly, I give Lamar a pass on this entire season. Yeah, I do too. You I'm not ready. For real? There's some people in the comments who are ready, who are screaming, give Trace McSorley a chance, and I'm I'm not there yet. No, I, I mean, don't think I'll ever get there. If you if if you why lose, are we giving him a pass? Because you lose one Hall of Fame offensive lineman to retirement. You lose okay. an All Pro left tackle, left tackle, the second most important position in football for the yeah. year, and a, you mm-hmm. couple that with the worst receiving group in the NFL, which I think Baltimore has. I don't see a lot of things helping Lamar in this situation. Okay. He, he has missed some throws and made some bad decisions. I will say that he is regressing, but I give him a pass for that. I'm not, you know, I would be insane to give up on Lamar after one yeah. crazy awful COVID year. This would be an asterisk for sure if we're going to blame the the uh, offensive line. But, like, uh, Donnie, as you were saying, like he's missed, I mean, I've seen missed a lot of good throws. Mm-hmm. So if you have time and you're still doing that, I, I can't blame it on, on the offensive line. And you know, that's on him and that's okay. Um, when you have such an amazing year, we see it all the time. Uh, it, you know, that second year, you're like, Oh, okay. We know how to keep him in the pocket. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're going to like, just let him th- uh, beat us with his arm. And that for sure happens, and that's where he just has to get better at that. Oh yeah, no, he 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 he, he does have a lot to work on, and he's got to get healthy first. Let's let's yeah. get him through the coronavirus. <laughs> get through COVID. Trust Trump for that that vaccine. Yeah. You're gonna get it. And, trust Fauci. But, but you know what? <laughs> I do think that a high powered reg- offense regressing year to year is almost to be expected. We saw mm-hmm. it with the Rams and Sean McVay last year. Now we're seeing it with the Ravens and Greg Roman. It's kind of like things are all these bad things. I think would be a blessing in disguise. I've got mm-hmm. a couple things to help you out with. First of all, Greg Roman, I guarantee you he will be your offensive coordinator next year. Huh? Yeah, I, I think so. No longer on that head coaching interview list. He's going to be in Balti with Harbaugh, enjoying that st- stable, well-run Baltimore organization. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a plus for Baltimore. And I'm buying on this franchise long-term because they mm-hmm. develop defenders. Yeah, we do. We, we develop defenders. And speaking of defenders, our defense is, for the most part, intact and will be intact for this game on Tuesday. Or Wednesday or whenever. Or Thursday. <laughs> but, well, here, here's the other good thing. Maybe you want to have that offense and that defense hang out because if this game gets canceled, it could be the best thing to happen to the Ravens because, Brian, are, do you know this? What? If a game that has meaningful implications cannot be played, the hmm. playoff field 
in both the NFC and AFC, it automatically expands to eight teams instead of the already expanded seven. Uh, yes, please. This right. guarantees my Browns. That's exactly <laughs> where the Ravens are right now in the AFC wildcard. Yeah. They are the eighth seed. They're on the outside looking in. Wow. Okay. Today. I'm digging that. Uh, that's going to be – I feel like that's – bad for them if they get that eighth spot and actually happens because they have to play a little bit more football let's play the chiefs yeah probably wait joel if that happens does it get rid of the bye week entirely i'm not clear on that i don't know the bye week implications because the plan isn't formally set up but i imagine they would get the chiefs in yeah round one they'd take away all the buys (laughs) and you don't want that you don't you don't need give the chiefs the first one they're weird I wouldn't put it past John Harbaugh, though, to break the rules in his favor. He does that. He's one of those guys who's famous for taking a safety at the end of every game. And, like, (laughs) he he told all 11 players to hold while the clock ran out so the game would end that one time in Cincinnati. Like, he will do this. He's going to do this. Harbaugh Harbaugh is watching right now. He's got a Google alert for Baltimore strategies. And (laughs) you know what? He's mailing Lamar's tissues to Marlon Humphrey as we speak. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. If they, if they can beat Pittsburgh, it's going to be, I I think it's just, it's just great for the conference. Oh. Also, this is a win-win for Ravens fans in this situation, let alone if you're in my position, if the Ravens were to go out and lose, we say, it's COVID, who cares? We, yeah. we, we were a shell of a team. If we go out and beat the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers with no players, Shit. oh, oh, baby, that, that is, is yeah. an eternity. And, yeah, that's, that's a little scary. And why do we bet? We don't. We bet to make money. Sure, but at the end of the day, we're betting for fun, and the Ravens in this game is, in my view, one of the most fun bets on the NFL calendar thus far. And you, yeah, it's, we, we're reverting back to RG3's a rookie year with Washington. This is It could be that, you know? Yeah. Who wouldn't want to root for that? Yeah. It well, was- so it's going to be cool because I get to watch Akron Zips, and then the Baltimore Ravens. This is, this oh, is yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Welcome to the Mac, Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> and, you know. If, 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 just think if the Baltimore Baltimore Ravens were in the Mac. Like, yeah. <laughs> it would be like 200 to zero. And it would be oh, yeah. very upsetting. People would be, get hurt a lot. Oh, yeah. It'd be like Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are going to see. There's going to be enough zickness in both sides we're just going to see buffalo and baltimore not not the bills i'm yeah. talking about the buffalo bison <laughs> baby we're talking matching versus the nfl only a couple teams can play on wednesdays yeah <laughs> oh well at least at least everyone in the mac uh didn't make history for trotting out a female kicker and then losing 41 to nothing <laughs> And here's the deal, Donnie, I I, I don't want to tell tales out of school, but you know, I'm soon to be a married man and I Mm. live vicariously through young Vera, what's the word? Vera. Vera. I'm not sure if you want to finish the sentence. I I live through Donnie. All I want is for him to go on a date with the lady kicker. Ooh, I like that. Right. 
they they, they did make a point to show her boyfriend in the stands during the game. Oh, That's so cute. I love that. All four quarters of that game, and Vanderbilt never got across the fifty. They, they should have put her in on defense. Like at at what point do you just not let her play? Whatever you're getting, you, gotta, you just gotta let her kick. I don't give a shit where you are. Yeah, like if you're sixty yards deep, hey. I thought it you was need to make some history. Not take four knees at the end of that game and let her just try a field goal. Just try, like come on, yeah, forty-one yeah. zero. Yeah, I mean that's Vanderbilt football for you, and this was just a chalk weekend in the NCAA. So let's pivot since you're just a good all-around betting guy. I know you mm-hmm. cost me some money on the Premier League today. Thank you. But, but maybe some last week on the Champions League. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was over Aha, even. Take we're that, even. Joel. It's the Donnie equilibrium. I can't get anything past this man. Which programs do you like in a big picture sense moving forward? I mean, a big picture sense going towards the playoff? Yeah. So we've talked about this before, you, you, you and me. I don't know if you've brought it up on the pod, but that Clemson-Notre Dame rematch is going to be one of the best betting opportunities of the entire year. Yeah, I mean, I bang that drum every week. I live to bet on Clemson in that game. Mm-hmm. There are rare opportunities in this world in investing in Microsoft early, buying mm-hmm. the first Big Mac. Betting on Clemson in the Notre Dame rematch is one of them. What? Your Big Mac? You got a Big Mac for the first time? I'm saying you're part of history. It's these things, <laughs> these are rare opportunities. Clemson's one of them. I didn't I, I got down the line and I didn't want to do two stock references back to back. That's my other podcast. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Clemson is the best team in college football, and I don't think it's particularly close. The Ohio State defense is has some question marks so far this year. Ohio State's not there. If Indiana doesn't throw that pick six, that game at least goes to overtime, and it's yeah. – it's way closer. And we talk about how t- programs like the Ravens, they could benefit from a COVID cancellation. If mm-hmm. Ohio State has one more game canceled, they are barred from winning the Big Ten. They're absolutely disqualified. And congratulations, oh, Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And I hate Indiana that Ohio great. State fans will be like, well, we couldn't do it. It's yeah. not, we didn't, uh, we're still the Ohio State. I'm like, Get out of here. You will lost. All right. Plus, it has been fun. like the first COVID cancellation for Ohio State was because Maryland got COVID. Right. So Maryland, they they uh, they unseated the presumptive national champion. Yes, they did. Oh, so that's You're what welcome. you do. So you just say, hey, I got COVID. Sorry. And mm-hmm. that's how you can circumvent the champs. I like that. Good idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and people are so scared of COVID. They, they're not asking for proof. If you say, I have COVID, no one's being like, let me see the test. Yeah. Yeah. No. All, all, yeah. Michigan, my alma mater. So I, well, is it your alma mater if you currently attend? God, I'm stupid uh, no. today. School. <laughs> I, I would call it a school. <laughs> my school. <laughs> my school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all you have to do, Michigan, if you really want to beat Ohio State, and I know you do, I know Harbaugh is just get, and it's a Harbaugh involved. So Michigan is going to fake the COVID, and they're going to take down Ohio State that way. They will forfeit the game, but force Ohio State to forfeit the Big Ten. That's brilliant. I want this. 
And Joel, how do you feel about Michigan minus four with the Terps coming to town on Saturday? Uh, Terps money line all day, baby. Absolutely. We did have most of our skill positions out last week because of COVID. So Talia Tagovailoa had nobody to throw to. Mm. And if they all come back this week, Michigan's done. Like that could be a 20 point win for the Terps. Yeah, there's just a level of quit in football teams. And I think... You know, Michigan and, and Penn State, they played for one of them was going to bounce back and maybe be a little frisky the rest of the year. Michigan mm-hmm. lost pretty easily to Penn State, and I think they're dead, and I think they're stuck with Harbaugh in perpetuity. So the only thing he can have is Hail Mary. The one that he was dropped at the end of the 94 AFC title game, he's going to complete it when Joe Milton, when everybody, they report COVID symptoms, and they give the Big Ten championship to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Go Hoosiers. <laughs> and, one, and one last question for, for you, Donnie. I know you follow college football very closely. I know you write a wonderful blog picking all the games every week. It's one blog, but it's like 12 blogs. I don't know what to call it. We got Iowa State last week, too. We got that one, right? Yeah. You, you're, you have a great track record. I, that's why I tease you. I know you're good. But how big is the drop-off between Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and then Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson. Oh, I thought you, you we're going to say Kyle Trask. Because I, <laughs> I think Kyle Trask should be up there with those two in every conversation. Um, with As far as Zach Wilson goes, it's small sample size, and he is playing defenses that are just nowhere near the quality of the defenses that, uh, th- that, that Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are playing. And that... Th- 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 that's the biggest difference. I don't think BYU is going to make the college football playoff. I think they sit behind Cincinnati, who plays, who who has a better strength of schedule than a team like BYU. If all those teams go undefeated, Coastal, BYU, Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati sits atop of all of them because they're miles better. Yeah, but Zach is great. I mean, he. he he is great, but but we we don't have a measuring stick this year because he's playing Western Kentucky and I don't know Trevor Lawrence is playing Pitt, Pitt uh, schools like Pitt and schools who have future pros on the opposing defenses. Yeah, and you know I'm just when Patricia was fired, my focus immediately went straight to the NFL draft, and I know we're gonna we passed on Justin Herbert, and now we're looking for a quarterback in the draft. I mean, anytime you can get the 64th best starting corner in the league, you got to pick him third overall. But I'm seeing yeah. Wilson mocked in top five. So I just See, I had to get your draft. opinion. Yeah, top five in the draft. It pretty consistently, too. Is he over Trask or people taking him yeah, before? Yeah, he's over Trask. And then Trey Lance, who is uh, from North Dakota, and he's sitting mm-hmm. out this year, he's mocked in yeah. the top 15. Mm-hmm. And Trask, no, I have Trask right behind Fields and, and Lawrence. Well, Trask is interesting given Josh Allen's success and like given Roethlisberger's yeah. success because Trask is huge. Yes. 6'5", 240, and then pretty accurate arm. He's massive, but he could have, like, he, he could very easily be a Roethlisberger. He could be, you know, a Josh, but he could be a Dwayne Haskins because we really haven't seen him play all that many, all that much college football. We've seen him go out and dominate when he has played, but his sample size is nowhere near what Roethlisberger's was or what Josh Allen's was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you can basically hold all opinions of Josh Trask 
Kyle Trask, you're going to know everything you need to know in that SEC championship game versus Alabama. That'll tell Yeah, you. that'll be him playing against pros, and we'll we'll absolutely see where he should go in the draft. And right now, I think it's three. I don't think we'll see anything to change that in the Alabama ACC championship, <laughs> SEC championship game. Yeah, and you know, you know, it's really killing me. You know, it's really keeping me up at night. Mm. This is considered the best cornerback draft in ten years. All, yeah. Like, there's four corners mocked in the top ten. There's so mm. many great secondary prospects, and we took Jeff Akuda third overall. Oh, jeez. Yeah, massive, massive bummer. But uh, I do like Florida minus seventeen at uh, Tennessee on Saturday. Fade both Tennessee teams if you can, because v- v- Vanderbilt and UT are going to both be destroyed on Saturday. Okay, mm. I'm there. I'll bet it with Eli on Wednesday. Hey, thank mm-hmm. you for coming by. I'm going to be all over the Ravens on Wednesday or Friday or on the solstice <laughs> or whatever. It could be the win of the century. Let's go. Hey. Put- it could also be the win of next century. We have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Sinks deck, folks. Nobody does it better. Thanks, Any- Donnie. So- thank you, guys. Have a good one. Boom. So you know what we do? We're the Props Network, and we're the place where bets begin. My kitchen. No, the Props Network isn't a sportsbook. It's where smart bettors and new players go before the sportsbook. Why? Because the Props Network has a few things that all bettors need. Exclusive sign-up bonuses, reporting on weekly promos, free betting pits, and live odds comparison for every football game. A visit to thepropsnetwork.com before placing a bet guarantees that you'll be wagering with the best available bonus and getting the biggest possible payout when your bets hit. This week at the Props Network, you will get $30 free bets, no deposit required from Unibet. You will get four risk-free bets up to $1,000 at PointsBet with code BONUSPROPS and up to a $1,000 signing bonus from DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get all these and more at thepropsnetwork.com. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or somebody you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Boom! We're back, Bry Guy. Boom, shakalaka. Good read, good read. New Cleveland Cavs jerseys looking pretty sharp. I like them. Yeah, yeah. They kind of remind me of the Brooklyn Nets jerseys of last year, but I'll I'll take it. Yeah, they're cool. (laughs) Yeah, they're cool. (laughs) They're cool. The Brooklyn Nets are cool. Yeah, they are cool. I was just hoping you'd pontificate because I needed to drink some water, and I was like, "Man, he'll he'll have a big opinion on no Cavs jerseys." I I just give me give me the old jerseys, all right? Give me the Mark Price ones. Let's just stick to those. Those are beautiful, and those are the ones that when LeBron had on, we're like, "Okay, yeah, this this is the team. This is who we are." So let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. And you know, every Monday on the walk-on, we do our NFL roundup. We go through the past weeks and we tell what we learned. So let's start with our FOMO report. FOMO report. We need a drop for that. You generally need a soundboard. I think that would be very fulfilling for you. Yeah, I like that. The FOMO report, front office management operations report. So (laughs) let's start. Who did a good job this week? Uh, I, you know, I'm saying that this is kind of tough. This is a weird one to say a good thing, but when the Browns played the Jags yesterday, I saw a lot of good things out of the Jags. Like they're defensive wise, they are there and they've been in multiple, 
uh, multiple games with talented teams. So to write them off as like, thank you for Trevor. It's like, no, like they just, <laughs> their quarterback position sucks. You had Matt, whatever, Glennon, whatever, Mick Glennon, whatever. Mike Glennon. I love Mike Glennon from Mike Glennon. He is awful. And if he just made a couple more throws, they are in that game. And we probably would have lost to a uh, uh, to to a, a Jags team that only has two wins if they if they won. I really like them. Yeah, the Jags they've had such a respectable tank. They won Week One. Let everyone know we're capable of doing this. We beat yeah. the Colts. We made Phil Rivers look like a fool. But then they're just like, you know, we'll lose these games. We'll be competitive. Our young guys will develop on the playing field, and they're not winning games. But the product week to week has been consistently respectable. Yeah, and that's what's surprising. I was thinking I was going to just see a team that would give up. You, you would see those players. Uh, you, you can see how they mope after a play. Where it's like, well, that's it should have been uh, that guy. It's his fault. I didn't see that. I saw a team was like, okay, well, I want to win. I was like, this is this is great. Like I, I just now I just hope that. They can get that quarterback. I know we were talking a couple weeks ago about, about Justin Fields. Justin Fields would would transform that team. Absolutely. And I, I kind of think Justin Fields would transform any team. I'd have a yeah. high opinion of him. But in general, Doug Marone has done a pretty good job with an awful situation. And the, the talent level is not high. This is a team that's on the same level of like, the Lions and the yeah. Jets, and they've look at how many first round draft picks since 2013 are still on the roster. Mm-hmm. Not many. So Not they many. so they fired the GM in season, Dave Caldwell. You hate to see a Caldwell get fired, don't you? Yeah. Things don't you go good. Don't like it. Okay, so we don't want to. We'll talk a little bit more about the Jags going forward. My FOMO report. You got to give credit to the San Francisco 49ers just consistently. They're so hurt this year, and that doesn't change a thing. They still have the Rams number. For you to have a monopoly on a division foe that just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and with Nick Mullins, with no George Kittle, like it's a pretty impressive thing. Yeah, no, and that was really, it was a very sloppy game, uh, but. I think that's when you one of those the magic of the the divisional games. You just get people coming out and throwing slobber knockers around, and I really enjoyed that game. Um, it, you know, it's just <laughs> when you have Debo. Debo was back. Uh, Richard Sherman was back. Uh, uh, Mozart was back. Peyton, Peyton doing musical things and running the ball. Uh, Renaissance <laughs> man. Um, so it was really. You know, that's just Kyle Shanahan being like, okay, if you just give me one good receiver, I can beat you. Yeah, and I understand that all the credit in the world to Kyle Shanahan and like the 49ers, they don't have stars. It's a team full of football players. A guy like Debo Samuel, he Mm. exemplifies the character of that team. He's going to run routes. He's going to block. He's going to get the ball and gadget plays. Whatever the team does, they're going to put him in a position to succeed, and he's going to do it to the best of his abilities. And they're really challenged. After that game, they didn't get to celebrate. They found out <laughs> that they had been banned from playing in their home stadium. So, going to Arizona. 
And that's that was my COVID chapter, actually. I got sent to Arizona. I had to be there. I didn't know how long I was going to be there, but I was going to be in Arizona. So 49ers, yeah. I relate to you. And if we, we talk about the Ravens and we talk about bets that will be fun to make, yeah. Niners going to the playoffs could be a fun bet to make right now. Whoa, you should, you should come on, man. Get out of here. What? They, there is no way they're going to pull it off with when you have the Rams and Seahawks at the top and the Cardinals. Come on. I mean, that's a cute, it's, it's, it's a cute little, little bet, but I mean, it, it just ain't going to work out for you. Yeah, but I'm just imagining that this happens in a scenario right now with there being seven seeds, the Cardinals are a game ahead of them. The Cardinals are a good matchup with the Niners because the Cardinals are Kyler's just somehow better against good pass rushes than bad yeah. ones, and they're kind of tied for the Vikings for that illustrious eight eight spot in the NFL. Gosh, I I guess my takeaway from this episode is that I really want there to be an eight seed in the NFL. Yeah, you really wanted to pull this thing, so it kind of just everything turns on their head. But hey. Um, uh, I'll let you, I'll let you bet on that on your own, but I, I, I don't see it, my friend. Okay. So who did a bad job here? Oh, uh, the Chicago bears. Why? Because they, whenever you pull and you bring back, okay, we're going to, we're going to bench Mitch, right? We're going to bench him. And it's like, okay, he's done. Then Nick. Then Nick Falls, the the man that's gonna come on in the, on his horse and and save save Chicago, didn't happen. Yeah. And then you're gonna bring okay, let's bring back Mitch. And he then he's shittier. Yeah. Like he, you 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 did this wrong. Most of the time when you bring back that quarterback, that quarterback is gonna gonna throw for seven seven hundred yards, seven touchdowns. And also chug a beer after after scoring this fifth touchdown. Didn't happen. Yeah, when a, a quarterback is benched, I expect them to really meditate on what they're really missing from the game. And you could tell that Mitch missed throwing into triple coverage. <laughs> <laughs> he lives for it. You, he lives for it, and it's so bad. Like, you did not fix Mitch. You had all this time, and you didn't fix him. And they, That's a bad – that's just – Matt Nagy, bad. I want to slap him on the wrist. Bad. That was no good. Matt Nagy is done in Chicago. Bears fans saw this coming. I watch. I'm. I watch on Sundays with a good Bears fans. We make soup. We watch That's the good. games. We yeah. dish. And he hates this Bears team. He's always hated this Bears team. And Matt Nagy is the reason why. You know, we saw in that division. Patricia's brought in to coach defense. He can't coach defense. Nagy is supposed to be a play caller and an offensive, offensive genius. mind, yes. And it's oh. some of the most milk toast play calling ever. The route trees those receivers run, like, it's no... It's garbage. And this really stems from them not really understanding what they need from the running back position. They have just, just fumbled that whole thing. And to expect for Tank Cohen to be your guy, like... Come on, get some more. If you're going to go receiving backs, get a lot of them and then figure it out. Don't get 10 tight ends and expect uh, you're going to find this diamond in the rough. You need running backs. Yeah. So then you the, have your run cutter, your, your young uh, quarterback or veteran quarterback that doesn't know too much about the offense. Hey, let me give you this running back that can help you succeed. I don't think so. Yeah. And it's. Bad. 
it's I think the problem with the Bears is they pick a player in the draft and they slot him into the position they'll be playing. And mm. it was with Mitch. It's like, oh, this is our quarterback. He's going to be their quarterback. And the same thing is with David Montgomery. David Montgomery was a good prospect. He wasn't a great one. But no. from day one, they were like, oh, he's our starting back. And he's not really shown any starting back abilities nope. through his entire – and, like, nobody even has a starting back. He's the only, like – starting running back in the NFL. He's the bell cow in Chicago <laughs> and he hasn't justified it at all. They're so unimaginative right. with it. Right. Because they, they, they even let what last year they were like, okay, Jordan Howard's not that good. They are expecting something else. Did you do anything to fix that? No, no, it's just, it's just so bad that you just, who do you expect on that team offensively to step up? I don't, I really don't see it. Yes, your receivers are there. That was kind of the, the feel-good story at the end of the season. You know, Allen Robinson's doing good. Everyone's coming back. I was like, okay, but can you still run the ball? I was like, yeah, you could pass on time. But if you can't run the ball, we've seen it before. It's just no good. Yeah, and I love their receivers coach, Michael Furry, who is very involved with the receivers development. He had one of the more interesting NFL careers. I don't know if you remember him at all, Brian, right? Mm -hmm. He was a defensive back, and he was a journeyman. And then Mike Martz converted him to a receiver after a yeah. few years in the league. And the next season, on those 0-16 Lions, he, on those terrible Matt Millen teams, Mike Furry was the go-to guy. He caught 1,000 yards as, as a receiver in his fourth year playing the position. And I think wow. that's amazing. And that's the sort of guy you should pick for a position coach and let him have a little voice in those offensive meeting rooms. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when... I don't know how this season's gonna go for Matt because it it, it it's it it has it has that feeling. You're like, okay, we're gonna give him one more year. Nick was he was hurt, and they were on their way. And then they're gonna pull this Matt Patricia bull and yank him halfway through the season. And I, then then your then your franchise is just in a flux of three to four years. And then it's like, okay, well, let's go get Matt Ryan. And then you ruin Matt Ryan's career. So yeah, good. you just have to acknowledge the bad decisions when, you, as soon as you realize they're bad decisions in yeah. football, in life, in careers, that's just good advice. And so bad advice, you can look to the Denver Broncos, my bad FOMO <laughs> of the week. And it's, it's not what you think. It's not because huh. of the COVID. It's not because of the no masks in what? the in the quarterback room. Yeah. Because to in the, to be fair, we've seen Drew Locke's chin. I don't expect him to be able to wear a mask, so we're good. <laughs> it lets a, too much air in for that. I want to see this picture though. I need to see this picture of all quarterbacks just hemming and hawing without without a mask. I, I, I love that. Nobody else got punished. Like the Titans absolutely did worse things. The Ravens yes. have committed, have more infections than anybody else, but somehow they come down on the Broncos because they're somehow like one of the glimmering franchises that matter, but they're out of the playoff hunt. And yeah. my, I think the real thing, my issue with the Broncos. So I'm sure you're a big fan of Hinton, the new <laughs> quarterback, <laughs> former QB at Wake Forest, who is a oh, yeah. practice squad receiver, put into the starting quarterback position, and he didn't play great, but he played admirably. And the team really respected him. They all dapped him up after the game, and like they really made a show of how much his performance meant to them. Yeah, He got paid the minimum for that game, and not just the minimum for a player, the minimum for a practice squad player. I think 
they he did more than $35,000 worth of work. These NFL games are worth millions of dollars, and he took on the honors last minute without a single practice snap to do it. And yeah. if he's going to be an NFL quarterback, let him get paid like an NFL quarterback for that day. We all know it's only going to be it's going to be the only day, but let him yeah, have it. I, no, I, I mean it's like come, come on. Um, I hope John Elway pays him out of pocket, just like hey, here, here you go, good guy. But forty k that uh, for for not just like waking up and being like, hey, you want to you want to play quarterback? <laughs> you you good? Oh yeah, we we don't have time to practice or anything, but um. Yeah, yeah, you've seen defenses, right? You're good. All right, see you later, bud. Yeah, like, and like, give him some money. And right? if nothing else, first impressions matter. So he's probably going to be hindered from getting another job because that performance was so bad, and that performance was so bad not because of his abilities, because they had no prep. And so I think he might have lost some future earnings off that start. So he should what? be compensated as such. No, I don't think so. I think you're gonna. I think you're getting a guy and be like, "Oh yeah, if you want, I can punt. I'm not good at it, but I'll do it." If you got the, one of these guys, because he could have balked and been like, "No, like this is gonna look. I'm gonna look bad, and uh, this is not the tape I want with no preseason." All right, you know, fair. Uh, we could get into the weeds on this one, but we're kind of <laughs> running a little over. We're having too much fun. I'm yeah, standing yeah. up. I feel like I'm going on tangents like I'm doing comedy again. <laughs> so this week, first off, we have Bengals at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by 11. I thought the Bengals showed a lot of life. They they had they had to because uh, <laughs> because they hurt their number one franchise pick. And the Bengals offense is like, okay, they need to really show. But this is for Joe because – and they played some masterful ball, uh, and you know you gotta you gotta give their hats off. But you know, uh, they to, to have two quarterbacks uh, ready. I was like Brandon Allen. I think he looked good. Like he looked like he was a competent quarterback. To have two good quarterbacks to come in and step up, just like the Dolphins did with Fitzpatrick and Tua, you're gonna. I think you got yourself a pretty good game. Yeah, and like Tua, I mean, who even knows what that injury is? That's so yeah, isn't this weird as hell? It's they're very quiet, and yeah, and you didn't they they did not make a to do about Fitzpatrick starting that game. No, that that's what really I'm very concerned about. I, I, it's just yes, you're trying to be cautious. I get that, but why? There's something else. There's something else. And it's it's a thumb injury, so it's something that you could maybe rest a little bit more. Yeah. It's a little bit of weirdness. I'm still going to give Miami the benefit of the doubt, and I will go with them here. So, yeah. you know what? I'll be completely honest. The red zone, they showed so much more of the Bengals game than they did of the Dolphins game. <laughs> I'm just going with that. No, Dolphins are good. They're, I mean, Fitz is still just... <laughs> I feel bad for, for them benching because it, it, I think it just shows like he just wants to play football and he's good at it. Don't bench him, but hey, whatever. Yeah, this is he gets his time to shine. He gets paid more than uh, the the Broncos receiver slash QB. So we're you're in good shape, Brian. And the thing that I do know about the Dolphins is I know Xavier Howard is perhaps a special cornerback. He's putting up takeaway metrics that have only been achieved by the greatest who ever played that position. Like he's kind of hitting marks that only 
Rod Woodson, Charles Woodson, and Darrell Rivas ever hit. So mm-hmm. that's pretty no, good. They, they, they picked a, a great corner, and you got a defensive-minded coach that understands, like, oh, I've, I've been playing with, with Gilmore for a little bit. So I know what a good cornerback looks like. So he can just dive. I think he could just give Xavier, Brian Flores can give Xavier those like, oh, hey, remember, you know, I I used to have lunch with Stephen Gilmore. So he's he's taught me a couple things. And to have that type of like, oh, shit, you coached like Gilmore. I think that's like such a great bond when especially when you're winning. So it shows that the chemistry, uh, it just shows that you're you're. You're pointing the franchise in the right direction. Absolutely. And Xavier Howard must be the most successful person with that first name ever. Not Xavier, <laughs> Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. yeah. There, there's no university in Ohio by that name. What are you talking about, <laughs> sir? Next game. Oh, Bears. Three-point favorites at the Lions. Lions are a lock here. This is the dead cat bounce, 100%. They hated oh, that coach. Dude, they aren't going to have, they're going to be playing music. They're going to be like grilling on the sideline. They're like, going to be trading jerseys. Yeah, it's going to be great. The Lions, it's gonna, they're going to have a family cookout vibe. <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Which is amazing it's gonna be because a this cookout only happened because the pig left. Uh, <laughs> no, it's going to be a fun Detroit game. Yeah. I, Oh my gosh. If I could have one sports wish for the year. Yeah. Give me a shout out here. What? Give oh, me a shout, shout out? out. Give me a Lions D shout out. Cause like, oh. dude, Matt, Mitchell Trubisky, Matt Patricia is the reason he kept his starting job so long. That dude consistently lit up those defenses. We never stopped him. So let Ooh. now it's not that defense is gone. Take the Lions money line with the under. I am all over this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally there. I just want to see that that goose egg just so Matt Patricia would just like shit his pants. Oh, shit. Their final score matches my silhouette. <laughs> okay, next game. I we This line's moved a lot, actually. It's yeah. now Browns plus five and a half at Tennessee. Mm. <sighs> um, these are the same team, right? Um, Tennessee's got a better quarterback and receivers. Cleveland has a better defense. These are two of the only teams, shouts to Minnesota, that are predicated on running the football, and they build everything around that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Like, if we were playing, if we were talking about the Jags earlier, if you insert any other quarterback, let's say you insert Ryan Tannehill, they would have beat the Browns last week. So with this... Um, we, I this is going to be some home cooking for for the Browns just a little bit because I think they need this win because last year uh, in the season opener against the Titans we we were thought we just got OBJ like we're we were going to fly high and we stunk it up so I'm hoping that a lot of those players that are, that are still on the team understand that and want to come coming out and win. And what I saw from the Browns uh, against the Jags is that, oh, yeah, we're going to do some bootlegs. And it shows that, oh, yeah, we're not going to shy away from it. We're always going to do it. We know we can win with this. And that's just uh, that's success from a team standpoint. Not to have Miles Garrett or Denzel Ward uh, starring QB corner. You're, you, people are believing they can win on that team. Yeah, and no, we know that Miles Garrett, he had his issues – 
and he missed a couple games. Yeah. But we also know that the Titans lost their left tackle a few weeks ago. Taylor mm-hmm. Luan, who's a really good left tackle, like all phase of the game. He's great. And if the Browns are if the Browns can just get up early and make them yes. play from behind a little bit, they're able to unleash Garrett in a way where he can just change this game completely. And again, I like that factor. I think this is probably a three-point spread, and I see it at five and a half. So I love the Browns here. Yeah, I like it too. I think this is a this is a statement game, and I think they know that, and I think they're ready. I really feel that um, they're ready to play some football at any time. Like, like, let's line up. Let's go. And, you know, I always shit on the Titans. I don't mean to. Yeah. I just kind of generally dislike them, whatever. For sure. But I got to give some love to their receiving core. A.J. Brown, like, he's not the best receiver in the league, but every time you pay attention to him, he's kind of shifting the outcome of a game. I think oh, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, no, he's he's a, he's an incredible uh, asset to Tennessee. And what we see is the different mix to this whole team is that Ryan Tannehill has been the has been the change that uh, Marcus was not throwing the ball down the field. Whatever weird offensive scheme they had was like we're just going to run the ball uh, to show that you can you have that dimension. Just gives Derrick Henry so much real estate. So um, and they're showing up. They're all the receivers. Corey Davis is having a great year somehow. Um, don't don't do that somehow. Corey, Corey <laughs> Davis was in 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 a harm. He came into the league very young. He came into the league directly from the MAC, and he came into the league playing with Marcus Mariota. But now, as that Titans receiving core is presently comprised, and I'm going to throw Jonu Smith in there. Yeah, they, they don't just have Derrick Henry. They have physically punishing wide receivers. There's yeah. so much beef in this receiving core. No, no receiving core in the league has the type of bodies that the Titans do. No, John is a lineman. Yeah, and defense have to tackle these guys and Derrick Henry all day, and that's why they're putting up points. It's not any like Derrick Henry dominance. It's an entire like philosophical mindset from the franchise where everyone is trying to do this like kind of Chiefs and Chiefs style ball, where it's just quick hitters down the field, and they just have freight trains across that offense right and uh it's when you say kind of like that the browns and tennessee are kind of the same teams they are because we've always seen that the browns in the second half they run harder that's i mean it's really not they're running harder they've been they've been taking that defense and making them take those hits so then at at the second half you're gassed you don't want to tackle so it's going to be it's just going to be one of those slobber knockers that we're going to see yeah, and you know, I'm praising them, but I got to say I think this is a close game just because they're the identities of these two offenses are so similar. Yes, I agree. But yeah. like Titans have taken off into a different direction, but Hunt and Chubb are as effective for Cleveland as Derrick Henry is from te- is for Tennessee. Totally. Yeah, they're incredible. And next one, I cannot believe this line. Absolute Wonkville. We have the Colts it's moved a bit. Three points favorites at Houston. Colts coming off a terrible ass kicking. Houston coming off a one of the best, the easiest offensive performances yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. And now the Colts are, the Texans are without Will Fuller. Will Fuller is so important to that offense, and he's suspended for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll say it again. It's with when, when Will when Fuller has more than six six targets, and and Deshaun is is linking up with him. It, it's 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 over. Like they have won the game now with no Will Fuller. You just they just cut Kenny Stills. I if I believe so. Um, they're just in bad. That's just bad shape and. It's time for Deshaun to go on vacation. Just let, let, let him pack it up. Let him not get hurt. Um, let's rebuild this defense. Uh, you need it, – it, it's just bad news now. Like, yeah. that's what you not what you didn't need after coming off a great win, like a great team win like that. Yeah, and I expected the Colts to lose that game against Tennessee yesterday just because of the first time they matched up the Colts kicked their ass in the second half. And I yeah. thought, I think they're both really good teams and they're both playoff teams in my book. And I didn't see anything. One, one bad week is not going to make me dismiss the fact that I think the Colts outside of the QB position are just loaded with talent. Oh no. Yeah. Colts all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Colts here. It's, it, it's kind of an easy week, huh? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Jags at Vikings. I think we've talked enough about each of these teams already. Higher <laughs> <laughs> opinions on the Jags and Vikings are well surmised. Uh, this is a good line. Stay away. Stay away. Okay, so we have I and also I I we we focus on those teams. I wanted to get to this one, Brian. I mm. I woke up this morning <laughs> ready to have this conversation oh, with God. you. The Jets are seven and a half points against. Your Vegas Raiders. <laughs> oh, what a what a shellacking that was against the Falcons. Uh, now I'm just like, who are the Raiders? Like, who are you, bro? That's what I want to know. That was not a good look. I, I'm I'm just terrified. Uh, I, I was like, okay, let them play KC. They're gonna beat them again. And, but but now you're. Uh, who, you lost it. Like, this is the game you needed here. This is the game you need if you want to stay in the hunt. And you you score six points. Like, what is happening? Well, like, hey, I would say the Falcons are, they, they, I think they've kind of figured out what they need to win, like, defensive on the, on the defense side of the ball, which is great. But the Raiders, like, this is your game. Like, what? Ugh, that's bad. That's, this is this is not what a playoff team does. And that was such a big loss for you in particular. That was absolutely <laughs> huge for the Browns' postseason aspirations. Yeah. Now if they get to, I don't. It's going to be hard for the Raiders to get to ten wins now. With yeah, I mean they're at six already, but you know, tough from this point it's out. Tough, yeah. But yeah, that was a bad Derek Carr game. We know it's there, and I'll also say maybe Raheem Moore deserves that job. After that one, I'm like, yeah. Uh, let's let's settle up and make sure he gets this job. They, they they're a, they're playing for him. Yeah, they had a rough week um, against Detroit. Like yeah. right after he got the job, they had a collapse, which is funny. But um, <laughs> you've this was supposed to be the least talented defense in the league, and they've been having a lot of fight. They've been getting a lot of ability, and yeah. in that division, I think you're kind of in win now mode, huh? Yeah, all the other quarterbacks are forty. Why not? Run it back. You see a good product there. Run it back. Keep Raheem Moore. Keep Julio. Keep Matt. Keep everybody because you're so close. Father, like you could t- be so close. Father Time alone 
could let you know that you're the division champion next year. Yeah. Yeah. Keep everything intact. Falcons, you're so close. You're just so close. Get another running back. Um, uh, your your middle linebackers are great. Corner up. Just corner up, and you you got this. Yeah, and then our, our next game, we have Saints minus three and a half points at those same Falcons. Oh. Ooh, that's a very good line. I mean, I, I'm still, I guess, if Taysom Hill is winning. Um, but I think... The way the Falcons have they played on against the Raiders is like okay if we if they can like man the box a little bit and have Taysom like make him throw legit, I think you can hold them and beat them. Yeah, I think so because they really ran such a modified offense last week against yeah. Denver. Like they ran like, I mean, really, I mean, this is supposed to be the the Andy Reid influenced passing league, but. On a week-to-week basis, we're seeing coaches take running formations from the 60s and win with them. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that I think this this type of uh, offensive operation doesn't always bode well with every team, and you're gonna get you're you're gonna get figured out. Yeah, and I'm I'm down with taking the Falcons if it gets to plus four yeah. and a half here. I love and that. Anything less. You know, a little too shaky for me. I don't feel like I'm getting an advantage. Yeah. I don't feel like historically I've had a really tough time, as many people have, betting on the Saints as favorites in divisional games. It's a tough thing to do. Yeah. So maybe maybe the Falcons, if it breaks our way, next game on the slate. Ooh, we're playing for a wild card spot. Ooh. We have Rams at cards minus one and a half. <laughs> Rams coming off pretty good. I think they figured out the running game a little bit. Uh, I, I think Kyler Murray is he's more hurt than what he says. I think his throwing accuracy is way off. Um, well, I, I was on this last week talking to Joff Stevens, talking here. The Patriots run the same scheme as the Lions. Kyler Murray's better against uh, good defenses than laid back secondary powered defenses. Mm. So when when you don't create those passing lane, those running lanes to the outside and force them to stay back into the pocket and go through his reads, that's where the five eight issue becomes a problem. Yeah, yeah, it really showed up. Yeah, and, and I, I, there was like a lot of him trying to pump fake uh, to open up that lane and the Patriots like, no, we're just going to sit here. Like, that's okay. Keep, keep pump thinking. We're just going to intercept that ball for me. Thanks. Yeah. And football is a funny game. Like Rams and Cardinals. I know they both lost Sunday, but mm-hmm. they did a lot of good things on both sides of the ball. And it seems they had tough breaks after they had seemingly fought back to gain control of the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So this one, don't bet it, but enjoy the hell out of it. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. The stakes yeah. are, this is as good as a game can be at this point in the season. And I think either of these teams have a shot at winning the NFC. Like yeah, the seven or eight seeds. <laughs> I'm so stuck on that eight seed. Sorry. <laughs> the lower seeds in the NFC, like all the defenses at the top of the, like the Seahawks, you can score on them. The Packers, yeah. they've got a couple of great talents, but you can score on them. Yeah. Uh, Saints, they've got a great defense, and their quarterback position might be really weird in the postseason. Right. So both the Rams. So yeah, yeah, your defense is hold up, but you still got to score points. So 
Rams and Cards are both uh, pretty good chances to win a postseason game, I think. They move the ball. They don't have great defenses, but they've got great talents on their defense. I know Isaiah Simmons had a bad roughing the passer that kind of gifted the game to New England yesterday. Yeah. But I don't know. We just saw the Rams beat the Buccaneers. Right. No, they're good. I think they're figuring out the running game. That's the big thing. Yeah, and, you know, I think – I think maybe the Rams here. Maybe it's a year too early for the cards. Oh, I, 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 yeah. I think that's just a smart, that's a smart move. And like when in doubt, who's got the better coach? Oh, you got, you got McVay. You got to go. Yeah. You'll you just back McVay in a big game. Come He's in. been there before, you know? Yeah. And there, there's still questions about Arizona's coach, Cliff Kingsbury. I've yet, I mean, the scheme works, but I've yet to see him win a game with his game management and, you're going to need that in the NFC West, dude. Yeah. 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 Maybe they'll have their best success with another one holding the clipboard. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see with that. Um, Patriots at Chargers. This is a nice Belichick game here. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Patriots have their flaws, but um, rookie quarterback. Win. Yeah. Like, rook, it's, I mean, it's a one point spread. It, it's basically a pick em. Okay. And that, uh, even, that even favors the Chargers, who have... I mean, it's Anthony Lynn versus Bill Belichick. It's a rookie facing a Belichick. I know it's the best rookie quarterback ever, but... Uh, ever? Is it? Uh, possibly. Rookie, rookie season. Yeah, because Mahomes came in in his second year. Rodgers came in on his eighth year. Brady came in, like, year three. I mean, who ha- who has a better rookie rookie year than Justin Herbert? Mm, I guess all together. Baker had a pretty good... No, no. <laughs> we're not putting me. No. no, fine, fine. It's okay. Yes, Herbert Herbert has done pretty well. If, if, uh, and if, I think the, the the Patriots after that win, like uh, against against the Cards, they know. I mean, it's it's a long shot, but I think they're playing like, yeah, we could do it. Let's do it, guys. Let's do it for Cam. Patriots football dog, they're gelling, and you know what? You get under number nine under center next year. Super Bowl bound. <laughs> and can we just give Eric Bieniemy the Chargers job right now? Is it fair? Uh, it is fair. He probably has uh, key cards and stuff to the facilities. So yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, just as football fans, like, give us Bieniemy coaching Justin Herbert. It's the best thing for both of them. Um, I think they'll really bring out the best in each other, and. Yeah, maybe he's the best candidate out there right now, but I want to... I mean, that team would... I mean, they kind of already do mimic the Chiefs just, like, running back-wise. And you you have, like, Eckler's finally back, and he's one of those pass-catching running backs that you need. Um, So they're... they're, And they're... Their receiving core, like Mike Williams, Keenan, is a dog. Keenan Allen is probably showing. I'm Mike like, Williams, guy. I think. Oh, Mike Williams, yeah. Like they're like so happy to have a quarterback that wants to throw it down the field. Yes, one hundred percent. And they just have so much talent on that roster. None of the open, like they're underperforming so hard, which is why they're favored in this game, albeit yeah. slightly. But that's a great job. Put the enemy there. Come on, guys. In this one, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll have money on the Patriots for sure. Yeah. Uh, Broncos at Chiefs. <laughs> uh, I guess you have to go Chiefs if there's no running, <laughs> no quarterback again. Yeah. 
I, I mean, they might have a quarterback in by that point, but no, no, yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to. Just, I, I, they're gonna run it up. So what? What is it at? Thirteen and a half. Okay, so yeah, thirteen. And that, this, this is our gonna score by two. To, like they're gonna, you know, they're gonna win at least by two. Like and, that, I think that just makes sense. And this is our Sunday night game as well, so that yeah. kind of stinks. But, um, yeah, if it's Sunday night football, we saw a bad Sunday night football game this past week with the Bears. This line's going to move to the Broncos getting more than two touchdowns, I think. So, yeah, I'll probably be on the Broncos, and it's going to (laughs) suck. I, I'm gonna tell myself to stay all, away all week. Please stay away from that. But during well, during Sunday, I'm gonna don't be winning. It. We know these early slates are wins, right? Yes. And so I'm I'm good, just gonna be talking myself into the Broncos oh, all day, yeah. and then they're gonna lose by 24. Oh, you're you're gonna see it, and you're like, oh god, oh boy. But don't do it. Just don't. Just stay away. Just stay away. Yeah, and um, you know what? Uh, what? Our Monday night game, Bills at the Niners. Niners are two and a half point f- dogs. That's a, a tough line, you know. Um, I've just spent so much time praising the Niners. The Bills looked awesome last week. That's what you want a good team to do. They take care of a of, of business against a team with a horrible record at home. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Bills are rolling. They know that. Uh, the Dolphins are a little bit on their heels. Um, so I think this is kind of, yeah, but Kyle Shanahan, though, he's a, he's a, he's a mastermind. He, he is, but you know what? I am probably going to take the bills in this one. <gasps> Sacre bleu. I it, like it. It's, it's Monday. They're going to see the Dolphins win. They're going to need to keep pace in the division. Um, we do have a couple other games for next week, but we don't have lines. Uh, we get a, we got a chat from Sam saying the fix was in on the Browns not covering. <laughs> I, I remember texting you because I thought it was just a three. Uh, the line was three. Yeah, uh, no, the, against the Jags it was seven, but Baker missed okay. a bad pass, and you know maybe Baker he's uh, opening a Cleet Blakeman bank account. So yeah, he, he plays like he he's been he's on DraftKings a little bit. Yeah. So other line, other lines we we don't need to really talk about Washington at Steelers. That'll Steelers. probably be yeah Steelers, <laughs> uh, Giants at Seattle, Seattle, and then Eagles at Packers. Questionable. Yeah. I, I'm really I'm really interested how the Eagles play the Seahawks tonight. Uh, that I think that's going to be what we can what we can picture what we see out of those guys. Because so I saw what that. Uh, they're the backup QBs getting uh, reps. He's getting first first team reps now. And it's not just a backup QB. It's Jalen Hurts. He's from <laughs> Oklahoma. He's, He's from Alabama. He yeah. could be a bigger Lamar Jackson. Who knows? Baby, we'll see. I mean, he doesn't have the speed, but he'll he'll go outside and he'll kind of truck people Josh Allen style and like. Yeah, we like that. Yeah, we like that. And then, um, you know what? We're just talking about Super Bowl bets here. Kind of like the Packers, ten to one. Man, Aaron Rodgers, he's he's just so good, right? That man, he just he just knows how to just. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you have Aaron Rodgers. I think you could just win. Is that is that how it is? 
Yeah, they play that game. They play the same game plan that the Chiefs play and the Seahawks often play where it's just you try and get the ball last. And it, it works out from them. And they've got a couple of all pro-level talents at important defensive positions. Shout out, Jair. What up, Zadarius? They're doing great. I like them at 4-1 to one to win the NFC. I yeah. think that's really fun. Yeah. And, um, geez. Vikings, 28-1. to one. Whoa. Who's who? I, I don't. I don't think the Vikings can do it. But I. I mean, that's a good bet wise. So they get a healthy Dalvin Cook. They've got they a good go secondary anywhere. and like all the because they're just built differently than all the other teams. They're not as good as them. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying all these other teams. They're built through like through the air, long distance attacks and playing mm-hmm. through a running back. Like they always beat Green Bay. They yeah. they destroy. I mean, they don't always beat Green Bay, but. They have a great game plan. They're the type of team that does, right? Yeah, yeah. Those power running teams really give the Packers fits. They fit that mold. And if you get them in a game with a ball-hawking secondary against a Brady or a Breeze, I don't like them as much as Seattle or Green Bay, but dang, if I I keep finding myself talking, going into on the Vikings. Is that just because I, I, I yeah, it's crazy. Yes, it's it's uh, it's a little insanity. Uh, but I I see where you're coming from, and we've talked about it before. Just with Dalvin, when he's there, it, it really just changes the offense. And Jefferson is coming on as like a monster, like one of the best rookie rookie seasons I've seen in a long time. It's this rookie QB receiver class rather is such a gift and there's even like forgotten guys in it i mean jefferson's the lead dog and i mean that's a pretty big achievement on its own given the quality of the alabama guys who came out yeah yeah and then yeah and he's just like precision like he can beat you downfield but he's got a lot of um marvin harrison in his game yeah yeah he's a little shifty i really like him because when Uh, he's not making catches in traffic most of the times he's wide open oh yeah so that shows that he's he's great at route running and that is uh a game changer especially if you're in the playoffs like if you can always beat your guy you're and it's just too easy. And the Vikings are better than their record because they incorporated so many draft picks. If you get into a, I mean, I know the quarterback kind of sucks sometimes, but if you yeah. get into a, a playoff game with a ball control offense and Mike Zimmer, we saw what happened in New Orleans last year. Yeah. So 28 yeah. to 1, I mean, that's not a bad place to put $5 right now. I would, yeah, I would say five. No, <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. Just yeah. five. Yeah, I'm going to be backing the other NFC North teams, I guess. So I'll be on the – I think I can get a better odds on the Packers like if I wait. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just going to wait for people. People will get back on the Tampa Bay bandwagon at another point. So once uh, people maybe. are in Tampa and New Orleans and Seattle, I can get them at high-value points. Yeah. I'm very low in Tampa. So I, I, I'm seeing a team that they might be thinking, maybe if we should have kept Janus. Hmm? Is the problem with them really Tom Brady, or is it the fact that they didn't have the secondary to compete with Kansas City? Like, if you play a team that's front seven heavy, they're pretty well equipped. So, like, true, the, the Vikings true. would have a tough time with the, 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 the Buccaneers all day. Their defense plays into their scheme so well. But, you know, it's just kind of a weird matchup for all these aerial teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brady well, is we'll see. I am... Uh. 
a little rough, but we'll, we'll see. And that's the kind of fun part of having a, a less than stellar NFC. You, you could talk yourself into any of the teams winning the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. And that's what I find myself doing most of the time as a sports fan. I don't, I don't analyze the players or the games. I think about where Zach Wilson will be picked and who's going to win the NFC. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. We'll We'll see. Well, I had fun cooking up a show with you, Brian. It was so good cooking it up with you, Joel. You had a good time. Yeah. Well, it was from the Beck kitchen. This has been TP on the walk on. We'll be back Wednesday. We're going to have a wild Wednesday with Eli Sayers. Um, next Monday, we're having a, oh, I got to talk to you about this. You're going to love it. It's, Ooh. we have a, a, a season long college basketball. We're going to be covering it a really fun way. We're going to have two. We, I know a couple, Nate Fritz and he's been on Allison Klemp. She's going to be on. So we're going to give them each uh, a set amount to start with. And we're going to see who wins over the course of the year. Love it. Yeah. Love th- it. That'll be fun. Right. Yeah. In college basketball, it's it's back, but like there's so much going on right now. The world might be tough, but sports are great. And we're here to talk about in our kitchen to talk about how great sports are. Oh yeah. For Brian Allen Mitchell and the Props Network, this is Joel Walkowski walking off. TP on the walk on. Back soon. Woo!